So this freshman, be careful what you ask for. First Samuel 8, 1-22 Now when Samuel was old, he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his first son was Joel, and the name of his second son, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons did not go in his ways, but moved by the love of money, took rewards, and were not upright in judging. Then all the responsible men of Israel got together and went to Samuel at Ramah, and said to him, See now, you are old, and your sons do not go in your ways. Give us a king now to be our judge, so that we may be like the other nations. But Samuel was not pleased when they said to him, Give us a king to be our judge. And Samuel made prayer to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Give ear to the voice of the people and what they say to you. They have not been turned away from you, but they have been turned away from me, not desiring me to be their king over them. As they have done from the first, from the day when I took them out of Egypt till this day, turning away from me and worshipping other gods, so now they are acting in the same way to you. Give ear now to their voice, but make a serious protest to them, and give them a picture of the sort of king who will be their ruler. And Samuel said all these words of the Lord to the people who were desiring a king. And he said, This is the sort of king who will be your ruler. He will take your sons and make them his servants, his horsemen, and drivers of his war carriages, and they will go running before his war carriages. And he will make them captains of thousands and of fifties. Some he will put to work plowing and cutting his grain, and making his instruments of war and building his war carriages. Your daughters he will take to be makers of perfumes and cooks and bread makers. He will take your fields and your vine gardens and your olive gardens, all the best of them, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your seed and of the fruits of your vines and give them to his servants. He will take your men servants and your servant girls and the best of your oxen and your asses and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep and will be his servants. Then you will be crying out because of your king whom you have taken for yourselves, but the Lord will not give you an answer in that day. But the people gave no attention to the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, so that we may be like the other nations, and so that our king may be our judge and go out before us to war. Then Samuel, after hearing all the people what had to say, went and gave an account of it to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Give ear to their voice, and make a king for them. Then Samuel said to the men of Israel, Let every man go back to his town. Hmm. The Bible says, Ask and you shall receive, but only when, you, when your asking is aligned with the word of God and his will. 1 John 5, 14-15 I want that. I want more. I want yours. Mine. These are a few of the phrases little children first learn how to say. I want one more sweet, one more biscuit, or one more scoop of ice cream is, enough, is never enough. The only thing that is going to make you feel better here is to have as much more as you wish and want, even when it's not good for you. One more of everything may make the child sick, but they may get it anyway, just to keep them happy or quiet. There is a saying that goes, be careful what you wish for, because it might come true. Israel wanted to be like the other nations around them, by having a king, even though they already had one, King God. Although it was not God's plan, he gave them what they wanted. Have you ever found yourself longing, wishing and asking for something just because your friends have one? Do you want whatever you're wishing and asking for just to feel good? Have one upper hand or needed one? Be careful what you pray for, you might get it. There are two motives for prayer, fear and hope. 
If you pray and live in fear, you will have a you will live a lie and deny God, and you will become destructive. Consider Israel's repeated cry for a king. We want to be like every other nation, they relentlessly cried. So at last, God gave, said, fine, here you go. God answered their prayer by giving them exactly the type of leader they requested, but it certainly wasn't in their best interest. How about you? Is what you're asking the Lord for in your best interest? We must learn to be flexible in our asking. We must be honest and humble about our limitations. We may not know what is best for us, but God knows. He needs to be le- we need to be less obstinate concerning our prayer requests and more trusting that God may have a better and a different path or some creative means to accomplish his will in our lives. So, pray and be specific, but always end your prayer with an obedient heart. Sometimes we pray for things we're not fully prepared for. Some of us ask God to show us signs whether something or someone is good or bad for us. The funny part is, in so many ways and times, God may have given us plenty of signs before we even came to that prayer, yet we don't fully obey. We continue to stubbornly badger God for that thing until he, go, he does the same thing he did with the Israelites. Fine, this is what you want, right? Here you go then, have it. Unfortunately, only then do some of us realize we either didn't know what we wanted and asked for or didn't fully understand the impact it may have on us. God answers prayer, let there be no doubt about that, and God responds to what his people ask of him. So before you start praying about an issue, be sure that you are sure it is what you want before you ask the Lord for it. Shalom.